Hello, hello. Welcome to the Natural Birth Co. Podcast. Thank you so much for popping on. I am so excited for today's topic, which is how to prepare mentally for a natural birth experience. Now, I love this topic for a couple of reasons, not only because it is massively, massively impactful to your ability to be able to birth naturally. Mental preparation is a huge emphasis that we here at Natural Birth Co. um, put on our mamas to prepare themselves for natural birth in the fact of their mental preparation. But I also just find the mind and our brain, how it works, so freaking fascinating. I find it so fascinating how our thoughts, our limiting beliefs, our fears kind of cultivate into this person that we are and um, the ability to rewrite that, the ability to change our brain so easily with habitual patterns is just so interesting. And then being able to apply it to pregnancy and birth so that if you have, you know, maybe some fears, if you have some doubts, if you have a negative perspective on birth, how much we can actually change that throughout your pregnancy so that you can enter your birth and be in your birth with a way more positive outlook on birth, trusting your body, etc. Etc. is just amazing. So it puts kind of like my two favorite topics of birth and the brain together, which is just amazing. So really passionate about this topic. Can't wait to get into it with you. And let's just jump straight in, shall we? This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates, and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Alrighty, mental preparation for birth. So I often say to my NBC mamas that birth is more of a mental game than a physical one. Of course, our physical prep is still super duper important and our physical ability is still super important. However, mental game is just as much, if not more, um, of a priority to really focus on during our birth. And I think it's something that's not often entertained because we, it's not very tangible. It's not something we can measure. For example, if we're doing like a stretch of our hamstrings and we notice over six weeks, oh, wow, I can get, you know, five centimeters closer to the floor this, this time. That's something tangible that we can really recognize um, as progress, as preparation for birth. And same as say, if your first birth maybe didn't go quite to plan, we can, we like putting a physical reason as to why that didn't go to plan, whether it be you know, the pelvis is too small or, or whatever the reason is that we like something physical and tangible. However, a lot of the time our mental game, which isn't as tangible, is way more impactful, way more impactful. Honestly, majority of the people that get told that their pelvis is too small are getting told the wrong thing because the act of the pelvis being too small is literally only um, apparent in about 3% of the population and many more people get told that their pelvis is too small than 3%. So big fan of the mental game in birth, big fan of the preparation leading up to birth. So 
if our mental game, <clears throat> if our mental game is a hundred percent for birth, we can remain calm during labor, which has so many benefits that we're not going to necessarily go into today. We are able to stay in our reptilian brain during labor, which allows our natural birth hormones to flow effectively. So what that means is that we have our frontal lobe at the front, which is our logical mind, our analytical mind. It's where we make decisions. It's where we analyze situations and we come up with a nice logical decision from that. Now, this is where time is kept. This is where... Yeah, all that sort of stuff goes down. Now, in our reptilian brain, which is at the back, this is our most primal reptilian intuitive instinctual brain, right? Now, when it comes to birth, there's nothing logical about birth. Trying to logically understand birth isn't necessarily helpful. We need to be able to soften and relax into your reptilian brain. We need to allow the intuition to take over our reptilian brain. That is so, so, so important is that we allow ourselves to be in our reptilian brain, move intuitively, breathe intuitively, be in the present moment, not be analyzing decisions. Now, when we are in this state, our hormones, our birth hormones run effectively. So when we are calm, we are able to get into this reptilian stage and our hormones flow efficiently, which allows our regular uh, contractions to flow. We get a nice, beautiful contraction rhythm that's natural for you and your individual body. That also creates a beautiful rhythm of beta endorphins, which is our natural pain relievers through labor. And that really helps with... Um, with your birth process as well. Now, if we are out of our reptilian brain, we're thinking logically about birth, we're analyzing things, we're like, oh my God, I've been in labor for 10 hours now. Oh my gosh, how is this baby going to get out of me? Oh, I can feel this sensation. This is really awful. How am I going to go through that again with the next contraction? Oh, that last contraction was so bad being in the future, being in the past. That not only is that freaking exhausting and scary and fearful, which isn't a pleasant state to be in, but that is actually going to ruin our birth hormones. That is actually going to spike our adrenaline, which runs away oxytocin. And then our contractions are going to get really out of whack. They're going to create a really, um, what do you call it? Sorry, the word escapes me. An uncoordinated contraction pattern. And an uncoordinated uncoordinated contraction pattern actually isn't going to be effective at one, opening your cervix and two, descending your baby. So staying calm to be in our reptilian brain to allow hormones to flow effectively is amazing. And that is um, what some mental pre- when our mental game is at 100% can really allow that to happen. Um, and then that goes on to, yes, when we have, uh, it enables us to have consistent, regular contractions, um, we're able to move intuitively. So when bubs is moving down the pelvis, they don't just move down and out in one position. They actually nuzzle their way. They, they wiggle their head down and out. They rotate their body. They rotate their, um, head. They bring their chin to their chest and then they bring it off their chest. And whenever their head maybe nuzzles up on a bit of bone in your pelvis, that will give you an indicator if you're in your intuitive mind and you're connected to your intuition, you're connected with your body because you've been practicing all this amazingly throughout pregnancy, then you will just get this sudden urge. You won't be logically thinking, oh, Bubby's head is pushing on this 
area. So I've got to move my leg in this way to create space. Your body will intuitively be like, I've got to reef my right leg up. Your body will intuitively tell your partner, squeeze my hips. Your body will intuitively squat right down into a position. And that then creates space where that baby is telling you to create space so that they can then move down to the next one. Now, do you see how when we can do that, when we are in tune with our body and we're present, we're in our reptilian brain and we just feel this motion and just create space and then baby moves down, how much more progressive that allows your birth to be rather than being very logical minded, staying in an upright position, staying on, laying on our back, um, not moving intuitively. And then we keep having these massive contractions for two hours and babies isn't moving down at all because we're not moving our pelvis out of the way. That is going to allow for a much longer and a much more painful labor because that baby being pushed up on that bone or ligament or muscle or whatever it is that our body intuitively needs to get out of the way for isn't comfortable. It is not comfortable. So being, um, Anyways, I'm not going to tangent too far because we are about to get into all of this. Um, we're able to feel more empowered and trusting throughout the process of birth when our mental game is 100% absolutely necessary. And we're going to delve into this deeper, but that goes into being able to remain calm for the hormones in the reptilian brain, etc. Uh, we're able to feel an amazing connection with our partner and especially our baby through birth. So when our mental game is at 100% and we are feeling calm, Throughout the birth process, we're able to ask for help. We're able to be supported by our birth partner. I just see like some of our um, some of our couples that come through the workshop, they just get the most beautiful connection throughout the birth process. The mamas just feel so grateful for the partners to um, be advocating for them throughout their process of birth, to help them with their positions, to squeeze their hips, to know when to offer water, to know how to ask questions, to know what affirmations to tell them, when to tell them, how to tell them, knowing exactly how to support them emotionally, physically, and advocate for them. And that just builds such a beautiful bond between mom and dad. So obviously that's dad really leaning into their masculine role, having the confidence to really know what to do and how to support a birthing woman, which is not that easy. Let me tell you that. It is very conflicting, very difficult. And you never know if you're doing the right thing until afterwards when the woman's like, oh my God, that was amazing. Thank you so much. So it is a really hard role and it's really important for the dads to know how, or the birth partner, sorry, to know exactly how to support you. Um, in addition to that, the baby, um, when you when they're birthed and you are calm, you are present, you are grateful, you are feeling all the amazing natural birth hormones and they're getting all those amazing natural birth hormones through the placenta as well. It just creates the most epic bond and, and we refer to that as our appetence experience, which is um, the instinctual inclination, attraction and natural bond between a mom and bub. I think it's Greek or something, but um yeah, that's why we call our birth workshop the Appetence Active Birth Workshop because that connection is kind of what we're really aiming for the whole time is those beautiful natural birth hormones. And lastly, we're able to look back on our birth experience with satisfaction, power, confidence, and calm. So I'm going to tangent on this point a little bit. So when our mental game is at 100% 
and you know we're we're moving intuitively we're we're trusting we're calm we're in the reptilian brain what we're also doing as part of this mental prep is making our own decisions so a lot of these decisions are preemptively made during pregnancy is is most ideal and that's definitely what we do with our with our mamas who come through natural birth co is come up with these um these preemptive decisions so that you're not having to make decisions in labor. And then around that, you're also preemptively having so many conversations about birth with your partner, figuring out, okay, cool, if this scenario pops up, I reckon I want this. This is the stage that I would be happy for myself to succumb to the epidural. Um, but if I don't get to that stage, don't let me have it. Um in this situation, we should do this with our baby. I feel comfortable with that based on my research, based on the healthcare providers and based on my values. So when you are the primary decision maker, hopefully preemptively um, in pregnancy, however, if you need to make decisions during birth as well, that's fine too. That is what ultimately leads to a birth that you feel satisfied with, you feel empowered by, you feel confident and calm in. So that is the biggest difference. Yes, ideally, we do have this beautiful natural birth experience. However, there's only so much that is in our hands and there is so much that is out of our control when it comes to birth. And they that's the stuff that we have to surrender to, that we have to surrender control to because we do not have control. But what we do forever have control over is our decision-making process. And the biggest difference of women feeling traumatized by their birth or feeling really satisfied and empowered by their birth is whether them and their birth partners were making effective um, and decisions during birth and they were the primary decision makers um, during the birth experience. And with our, there's a few decision-making frameworks out there that are amazing with our mamas specifically. We go through value-based decision-making, which I just feel is so, so, so important because the thing is like there could be two couples that are faced with the exact same situation and there is no right or wrong, right? If one couple, couple A decides, yeah, I want the induction at 40 weeks, couple B says, no, I want to wait till 41 weeks and ten day, oh, and five days, there's no right or wrong. It's really important that that individual couple is making decisions based on their individual values, right? It's okay that they have different values and therefore their decisions are different based on their values, um, which is what I'm really passionate about is, yes, we want to base our decisions on evidence as well, 100%, but definitely taking your values into an account um, when you're making your decisions. So, Amazing. Now, what I believe are the three main things required to mentally prepare yourself for birth is one, learn how to cope with pain and labor. Two, build trust and confidence in your body to birth naturally. And three, reconnect and fine tune into your intuition. These three aspects is what we really delve deep in with our mamas. They are so important. And I know maybe sometimes it sounds a little bit woohoo depending on on your perspective, etc. Like intuition, ooh. But honestly, it's legit. It's just so legit. Birth is so intuitive. Birth is literally the most intuitive thing you will ever do in your life. Having connection with your body and connection with your intuition, I just feel is absolutely essential. And it, there's nothing fancy, fancy dance around it. You don't have to, you know, 
do all this hectic spiritual stuff. It's literally just feeling your body and connecting with your body through movement is ideal, is just so beneficial for your pregnancy and your birth experience. So we're going to break these three down. So starting with how to cope with pain and labor. Now, obviously we do a whole workshop on this. This is a huge topic and this is a really big pain point for a lot of mamas is, is fearing that they're not strong enough to handle birth, feeling that they're not, you know, they're going to get overwhelmed by contractions and they're, they're not going to know what to do. So learning how to cope with pain and labor is super essential. So we explore um, when, sorry, when learning how to cope with pain and labor, what I feel is the most important thing, right, is exploring your edge of tolerance, finding out what you do when you're pushed past that edge of tolerance and how to combat that to bring yourself back to the present moment, back to the breath, back to your reptilian brain. Okay, so what is our edge of tolerance? Now, our edge of tolerance. Now, if you imagine that you are in Pilates, right, and you are feeling that epic Pilates burn when you're um, doing clams in your glutes, right? And you're lifting the top knee off the bottom knee, closing, lifting, closing. The burn is increasing, increasing, increasing. We're putting ourselves through discomfort voluntarily. We are voluntarily choosing to create discomfort in our body. That's a positive discomfort that is progressing us into a positive change, right? So this is what we call physiological pain. This is normal pain. It is meant to be there. Now we push ourselves to a point of discomfort and everyone's point is different and then we break we stopped if I just kept going forever for clams if we were just doing 45 minutes of clams on the right side everyone would reach their edge of tolerance everyone would get to that point where they have to rest that top knee down have a pause have a breather let the blood rush back maybe punch out the glute a little bit and they would have been met with that edge of tolerance before they restart their clams, right? What's so important to understand is that contractions have no mercy. You will get to that edge of tolerance where all you want is a break. All you want is to tap out of that contraction, have a breather and start on a new one. And you can't. You have no control of stopping that contraction, right? So what happens When that contraction keeps going past your edge of tolerance, what thoughts pop up for you? Are they negative? Are they doubtful? Are they scared? Are they fearful? What thoughts pop up for you? How does your body physically react to those thoughts? We have a thought. A thought creates hormones. Hormones create an emotion. An emotion creates a physical response. Do our shoulders come up to our ears? Does our face go all tense and our brow furrow? Do we clench onto our fist. What happens physically, right? Now, this is all so important to one, become aware of. If we become aware, yep, my body tenses up. Yep, I think I can't do this. I think I don't want to do this anymore. I think this is too hard. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not resilient enough to deal with this. If we think, you know, this is unnatural, this is scary, This is too much. This is overwhelming. This is so intense that this is unnatural and not normal. Something's wrong. Is that where our mind goes? Then if we can bring awareness to that, which honestly isn't that easy. When we're pushed past our edge of tolerance, we are so quick to just stop. We're so quick to just react, react to that edge of tolerance, get out of the mock contraction that we're doing. And it's really important to 
push past it and try to be aware of our thoughts. Try to let go of um, the reaction and be the observer of your thoughts. Completely dissociate yourself from the thoughts that you're experiencing. So that is your edge of tolerance. What do you do past that edge of tolerance? And then I have found seven practical techniques that our mamas report back saying were the most effective. And this is the seven techniques that we go through in our workshop as well, but I'm going to tell you them right here, right now. So first technique is diaphragmatic breath work. So this is filling the whole diaphragm with breath. Now, we can use the next two techniques is using this diaphragmatic breath work in two different ways. So one is using the diaphragmatic breath as a distraction. So we're using the breath as a distraction, taking our attention off the pain. Or we can use this diaphragmatic breath as a surrendering tool, which is super important in birth in in any circumstance, but you can use it with the breath where... As you take a breath in, you're sending the oxygen to the pain. And as you take a breath out, you're surrendering and accepting the pain. The fourth technique is using the comb technique. The fifth technique is relaxing the body and the face. So relaxing the brow, relaxing the jaw, relaxing the fist, letting the shoulders sink away from the ears, that sort of stuff. Um, Affirmations is another really, really powerful tool. And I know it sounds, again, a little bit kind of woohoo, but affirmations are honestly the most powerful thing. And these are what actually rewrites the brain pathways, which brings us to our seventh and last technique, which is changing our pain perception. So the biggest thing about changing pain perception is letting go of, so we often, because these days, right, we're so comfortable all the time. And if we're uncomfortable, it's usually with exercise and we feel obviously super safe doing that. It's a pain that we're familiar with, right? But when we feel pain, now we often associate it as a bad pain because that's kind of only what we experience is bad pain, right? Um, But there is such a thing as good pain, what we call physiological pain. This is normal. This is meant to be there. We don't stress about it. We don't get upset about it. We allow it to be there. So a metaphor I really like to use that a lot of mamas feel hit home is, say if we go for a big ass run one day, And the next day, our legs are really sore. When we go to sit on the toilet, our legs are really sore. Yes, we're uncomfortable. Yes, it's not pleasurable, but we're not stressed about it. We're not upset about it. We barely even think about it. We definitely don't get an adrenaline spike from feeling it. It's just there. It's just there. It's just a physiological pain. Now, that's a normal pain. That is what contractions are. They're normal. They're meant to be there. Yes, they're far more intense. Totally agree with that. But they are meant to be there in comparison to when you cut your finger with a knife and your finger's chopped off and then you get this massive spike of adrenaline, we're in our pathological pain because that is not meant to happen. We grab our finger, chuck it on ice, race to the hospital. We're in hardcore alert mode, right? We are in our pathological pain mode. That's our runaway from a saber-toothed tiger type mode. And that's good. That's meant to be there. We want to have that, but where we get stuck is when we associate contractions with this pathological pain that isn't meant to be there, that we want to run away from, that we want to resist and we want to avoid. No, we want to lean into it. We want to accept it, surrender it, allow it to be there, let it in. It's okay. You are safe. This pain is normal. 
This sensation is meant to be there. This sensation is bringing you closer to your baby. All that sort of stuff. Um, Cool. Okay. So that's changing the pain perception. Now, once we have our minds logically around that idea, it's important to change the subconscious, which we go through deep in both our birth workshop and our how to cope with pain and labor workshop, which is reframing this in our subconscious, which is purely done with affirmations. Honestly, affirmations are fucking key. They're beautiful. They're amazing tools to use. Um, I use them myself. As I said, I, I love playing with the mind even outside of pregnancy and and creating new thought patterns in my own in my own subconscious. So super duper important. Um, and we use that to rewrite limiting beliefs, etc. as well that you may have towards um, any sort of birth or pregnancy stuff or even parenting. Number two, the second way that we help you mentally prepare for birth that I feel like is essential is build trust and confidence in your body to birth naturally. The act of building trust and confidence in your body to birth naturally comes down to getting deep within yourself. The biggest impactful thing to you having the trust or the distrust is honestly how your friends, family, especially your mother, have birthed. Did they feel a distrust in their body? Did they tell you they felt like they were ripping in half? Did they tell you it was the most awful thing ever? Did they tell you that they had to have a cesarean section because of X, Y, Z? Did they have to have forceps because of X, Y, Z? Um, Was it an an awful experience for them? Or was it empowering for them? Did they have normal vaginal births? Did they, yeah, it was painful, but they had no pain relief and it was just the most beautiful experience ever. Like, what was it for them? What are the stories that you've been told? How are your friends birthed that have birthed before you before? How are those stories impacting your psyche towards birth? That's really important to allow yourself to explore. Because if you don't, honestly, these stories will just be playing on repeat in your subconscious. And if you don't deal with them now, fucking oath, they're going to pop up during your birth and they're going to control your birth experience. So get really real with yourself. And if they're all negative, no stress at all, all good, because we can change that. If you want to, logically, you see, you know, maybe listen to all the birth stories on our podcast, etc., and you've heard about all these really amazing birth experiences. Logically, you know, there's plenty of people out there that birth naturally. I've happened to be surrounded by a certain few that haven't, and I really want to birth naturally. I want to change my perception and my subconscious belief on birth that I can birth naturally, and I have confidence in my body to birth. I have trust in the process of birth. Then you can change that. You can change that. You have the power to change that, all right? And all that takes is rewriting that subconscious belief. Every time you have a fearful thought, every time you have a doubtful negative thought, rewrite it with a positive one. No, my body has the ability to change. No, my body has the ability to birth. Yes, my pelvis is mobile. My my ligaments are balanced, all that sort of stuff. And two, the best way to combat this fear is to absolutely prepare for your birth, right? If Like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If, you know, your poor friends and mom didn't have great birth experiences and they didn't prepare at all for their birth, why are you going to have that same fear and do the exact same thing as them? Mix it up, try something different, prepare your mind, prepare your body. Then you can, when you do your affirmations, you can back that in saying, 
my body is balanced. My pelvis is mobile. My baby is in the optimal position for my pelvis. I know that I can cope with pain and labor. I know I can stay calm. I know I can handle labor. So my body, yes, I do have confidence in my body because I've prepared for it. I do have confidence in the process of birth because that's naturally what's meant to happen, right? And I'm not letting the modern day society stuff of sitting down all the time, you know, carrying heavy shit on one shoulder, all sorts of things to have impact on my body, which is going to make birth not go naturally because that's not how birth is meant to go down because I've physically prepared my body for birth. So I think that is just the ultimate way to prepare, um, to build confidence and trust in your body to birth naturally is to prepare yourself and rewrite the stories, rewrite the stories. One of my favorite affirmations that a mama just said the other day that, fuck, it just sang true to me, to be honest. Um, and I've been babbling on about it at every single yoga class. I've been saying it in our meditations, just being like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite affirmation. It said, um, this contraction isn't bigger than me. It is me, which is just, I just got goosebumps in saying that. It literally, your labor is you. Your labor is started by you, is carried on by you. And it is in that sensation. It is in that um, rhythm. It is that often because it is what you can handle, right? Your own individual body wouldn't put you through a labor, wouldn't put your baby in a position that it isn't meant to be able to cope with, right? Really backing your body, backing the process of birth, backing this, you know, amazing evolutionary experience this human body has gone on for so many years. It's not stupid. It is so, so smart. So anyways, freaking love that affirmation. Now, third and final is reconnect and fine tune your intuition. So movement is the best way to do this, I feel. Even if you're literally just in a cat-cow, so you're in an all-fours position, wrists under shoulders, knees under hips, we really let the crown of the head pull to the front of the room, the tailbone pull to the back of the room, notice the natural curves of the spine. Take a deep breath into the bottom of the belly, let the spine arch, let the face look forward, let the chest puff in between the arms. And as you exhale, tuck the chin to the chest, separate the shoulder blades, rounding vertebrae by vertebrae, tuck the tailbone under. Flow through this rhythm with your breath, get really in tune with your body. Listen to your body. Clear your mind of any thoughts, clear your mind of any to-do lists, anything of your day that's far, and just listen to your body. If it's enjoying something in particular, if it's really enjoying drawing the shoulder blades blades together, puffing the chest, really lean into that and linger in that longer and, and, and go deeper into it. If it's really not enjoying tucking the tailbone under, don't do it. Just, just literally come to a neutral spine position and then go back to your arch. Really suss out your body. Notice how different positions feel in your body. Connect with the feeling. Be just attentive to what you're feeling. Get rid of the thoughts. Let your mind be so present on the movement of your body and on your breath that it has no space to think of anything else. Right? So we're paying attention to the body, paying attention to the breath. Every time we move our body, move it in sync with our breath. doesn't matter if it's an inhale or exhale. If you don't know, just, just guess. But just as you extend, 
do either an inhale or an exhale. And then as you bend, do either an inhale or an exhale. Rather than holding your breath, rather than puffing really quickly, really move that body with that breath. Be aware of how it makes your body feel. Do all sorts of different positions. Tuning into your body, tuning into your intuition. Listen to what your body's telling you. If it likes something, lean into it. If it doesn't like something, lean out of it. Listen to that intuition. The more we listen, the stronger and louder it gets. Birth and pregnancy is the most intuitive thing you will ever do in your life. So let yourself listen to it. If we are not connected to our intuition, it can be very difficult to birth naturally and can make you have a much longer and harder labor. Tune into your intuition and then birth, we can just fucking surrender because our body knows what to do. We can just sit back, do what our body tells us, relax, be present and do what our body tells us. Amazing. Um, did I have anything else to say on reconnect and fine tune to your intuition? Um, Amazing. So there are three tips on how to prepare mentally for birth. Learn how to cope with pain and labor, build trust and confidence in your body to birth naturally, reconnect and fine tune into your intuition. If all this sounds very fascinating to you and you're keen to prepare yourself mentally for birth, you can always hit us up at Natural Birth Co. We help mamas prepare physically and mentally to have a natural birth experience. So we have all of our services out of our studio on the Sunshine Coast and all of our services are also available online. You can always hit me, Amy, up at naturalbirthco.com. Talk to you soon. listening i really appreciate you being here all of our podcasts are recorded live in the facebook group so you are not only the first to listen to the podcast but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast if you wish to jump into the facebook group the link is in the show notes i would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate or even share your recent listen on your social stories talk to you soon